Tonight we welcome Hizzy to the stage of the Phoenix Theater. Founded in 2015, this band not only has become a respected part of the Sonoma County music scene, but has also been a vehicle for its members to find community and purpose. Hizzy may soon go on an indefinite hiatus as its members grow and go into the world. But tonight we celebrate the contributions this band has made musically and its impact on the lives of its members. Please welcome to the program, Hizzy. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Hey. Thank you very much. <laughs> So, like, I understand that, like, life didn't start when this band founded. Yeah. And also, like, this wasn't the first project that you were in musically, all of you together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this interview is pretty much going to act like that is the case. <laughs> okay. right. Well, just because, like, I think the band is, uh, it's like the culmination of the people you've become uh, since you became musicians in this area. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like, the, the band before this was called what? Capri Suns? Yeah. Capri Suns. Which is clever (laughs) and fun. It's a drink. Yeah. It's what we drank during practice. (laughs) Yeah. We did. He brought brought a case of Capri Suns. I had cases. My parents, I was still living with my parents. (laughs) They bought Capri Suns still for me when I was in my 20s. What was your favorite flavor? Uh, Definitely strawberry kiwi but strawberry just strawberry if we had it but strawberry kiwi was my my go-to yeah yeah is that across the board here they taste the same to me i don't know (laughs) (laughs) all right here we go here here here, here's my here's my first my first emotionally probing question for y'all um what do you feel like the pre-hizzy pre-music versions of yourself were like uh pre-hizzy us that's that's what we're talking about right now yeah uh, Unless was, it's too traumatic for you. No, no, it's not. I mean, there was plenty of trauma during Hizzy, too. So um, uh, before, actually, there was probably a lot less. Uh, uh, I, I, I was a very, um, I was growing a lot and uh, naive in a lot of ways. And I think this this band, we were talking about it outside. This band um, helped me and us in in general, but I I can speak mostly for myself. Um, we'll hear what these guys say. That I learned a lot about how to uh, communicate um, through this. Yeah. Um, but pre hizzy, um, I don't know. I went through a lot of stuff during hizzy. So before that. I just kind of see that me as like kind of, I don't know, a little little baby. It's kind of inexperienced. Yeah, hasn't gone through a lot of shit. <laughs> which, which is a huge observation and, and why I think Hizzy is more than just a band. And that's why we're discussing it is more than just a band here. Mm-hmm. Because like you say, you face some major pressures, traumas, etc. while in this band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this band was we'll get to it later on, but like this band was like a foundational sort of thing that like was there Mm -hmm. through all of that. Totally. Yeah. Sometimes maybe it caused you major stress, but other times maybe it was like a sort of a salvation from some awful things going on. Yeah. It was like a total combination of both of those things because there were times where I was like trapped in a bad situation. And then there were times where I was like, this is like the only thing that I have. And, um, 
Yeah. So naive baby, that's your answer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, for real though, I definitely have like, this band was kind of my identity. It was like growing of my identity. Because when I first moved to Santa Rosa, I was just very quiet and shy and insecure and scared to be anything and do anything. So like once I started going to open mic is where we met and uh, just expressing myself more and feeling comfortable and then writing songs that kind of expressed how I felt and playing music that I've like dreamed of playing just emo and sad and screaming and just having fun doing it though. It's just been a huge like growth for me. Have you thought about why you were scared of doing and scared of being? I mean, the obvious is like you don't want to get hurt. You're scared of what can happen. So if you don't do anything, nothing can happen. Okay. So uh, this was a person who perhaps didn't do a lot of things before Hizzy. Yeah. Hizzy helped you bloom. No, for sure. Bloom. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. I definitely bloomed this band. So inexperienced baby, unbloomed flower. You were, uh, you were still... You're younger. I was in the womb. You yeah. were in the womb, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so that can be your answer. Yeah. Uh, so, like, right before Hizzy, yeah. ha- or I, happened or I joined, rather, um, I was going to school for, like, industrial design, and I fucking hated it. Um, you know, I was just, I felt like I was doing school because it's, like, what's expected of me. And then I came back in town, and it was like, oh, cool, I have something to do. It made, like pursuing music seemed a little bit more legitimate and a lot of things happened in my life where I, you know, took more risks and felt like I, I just took more chances that if I didn't have something like a band like Hizzy to like push me to, ch- to take those risks, maybe I wouldn't have. So, yeah, yeah. You would yeah. be making $150,000 a year at an art design firm <laughs> and uh, that would be shitty. And so I think it's good. <laughs> totally I think it's good that Izzy entered your life. Congratulations to you. Yeah. 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 Cool. <laughs> Congratulations. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> no, honestly, I would probably be like, uh, they call them cat monkeys. Yeah. In like somewhere in an office, Silicon Valley, with like no windows, yeah. just making like 3D models of like toasters. But <laughs> I mean, do you think you'd be <laughs> making a lot of money? Probably not. Like accounting for like how much rent costs down there. Yeah. Be, so yeah, you would no. be you, your gross would be high, your net would be low. Yes. What yeah. I'm saying is, <laughs> but you also wouldn't be happy. Yeah. I'd you have you have an amount of happiness. The soul is fed by this project. Yeah. 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 It's fun. Inexperienced baby. Unbloom flower. Poor. Uh, <laughs> no, on your way to rich. On your way to richness before this project. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now. Um, Austin I, Misner. I joined this band in 2016. Spring of 2016. And uh, that was a really, really pivotal moment for me in my life. I kind of had my first... I've had my first partner. I started smoking weed at my house dude <laughs> yeah at party yeah dude New it's Year's. like take the bomb um and um just a lot of things that were were really good for my mental health i i struggled with mental health for a really long time and um was just alone and i think really uh depraved of like human connection like physical and emotional 
Um, and so this band provided a, a lot of that just emotional human connection and physical human connection. Yeah. The Holy Trinity. You had, you had love enter mm-hmm. your life. You had music into your life. You had marijuana enter. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think also what you're saying is that just like socially this, I mean, and that's kind of what I was saying earlier is like this, this vehicle, not only like do you get to form a brotherhood with each other, but you also get to go out into the world and meet people. Yeah. Like this becomes your identity, like you said. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, like my thesis on this band and like what we're doing here tonight is, I feel like a project like this is is like a source of like hope, purpose, and foundation. And uh, even when everything else is going wrong, sometimes even internally, you still have this thing, and that has been valuable to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a tour story um, that I think would be good to document. I don't know it, so I don't know if it's good or not. Oh. I hope it is. A uh, uh, noir du quoi? Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, quoi. Not the um, quoi. It's it actually depends northern, on whether or not you're northern cool cross. With us. But we just got really goofy, and it just went from northern cross to no de quoi, and we're like, oh, it's French. Oh, is that all we want to tell? No, no. There's definitely. Yeah, I mean, because if that's the story, yeah, yeah it's pretty cool, <laughs> right? That's pretty tight. Um, like, yeah. Ooh, French. Oui, oui. Should we, yeah, who wants to start it off? I'll, I'll, I'll go. Well, it starts in Portland. Yeah, it starts in Portland. Portland. It was the second show we played. This was on the first tour, so Rodrigo wasn't with us yet. And um, we're walking out of this house that we just played, and um, a man offered me acid. He said, "You guys, that was a great set. You guys drop acid." And so he gives us, he gives us acid, and uh, so we had this acid, and then. We had. You want to continue? Okay. Yeah. Like a little All right. So we get so we get some hits from uh, hits of acid in Portland, and we keep on playing the tour. We end up in, yeah, we end up in Reno, and uh, we play that show. And then the next night, we there's a meteor shower. We have a night off. Let's go camping. We did a couple of other camping things, but we're gonna go out. And we drove um reno around there that we have uh tahoe so in the tahoe area we find this one spot we're driving around all the campsites are full because it's meteor shower everybody wants to be out there camping and um we're debating whether or not we're gonna like take it because he's never done it and i was just like i'll be along for the ride and uh and we go out there and we check a whole bunch of different campsites and all the campsites are full, like I said, and uh, we're about to quit. Uh, we're about to just say like, screw it, let's sleep wherever in the van. And um, we see this one, one more campsite. We're gonna, we're like, okay, let's just check it at one, one more spot. And I look over to that campsite and at the tip, of, it's like this peninsula that goes out into the middle of the lake. And at the very tip of the peninsula, there's this one, uh, bench um like a picnic bench and i'm like that would be really cool if we got that spot so we go over and we check with the guy and the guy that's like there he he comes out and he's probably like smelling like weed and he's just like yo dudes like i i'm just filling in for the night like i i I don't really know too much about this but like you guys can just take one of the reserve spots just be out like super early in the morning like i'm gonna go crawdad fishing so like just take one of those spots and uh everything's we we gotta we gotta like get the story kind of real yeah Yeah. okay okay so uh we get really high and we start talking in um uh okay i i had yeah i had a speech impediment growing up i couldn't i couldn't say my r's like a a boston person and so yeah yeah we were talking about it and and uh 
stargazing and we look up and we're like the northern hua i was the northern cross yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's just, you're just saying uh, funny words. Yeah. You're sounding yeah. kind of French. Uh-huh. And this is probably, in the moment, one of the funniest things. <laughs> I, mean, I, bring, I bring that story up, number one, because you told to me, and number two, because that is a song on the Frenemies album. Yeah. yeah which I you, hope you turned that into a song. Which yeah. you which yeah. you, you wrote a lot of the lyrics for that which album. Which actually, the lyrics don't relate to the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'll probably edit this, this story down a bit. Yeah, yeah that'll definitely yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, But just, just for clarity, though, you, you or just so we understand moving into this next segment, uh, James, you wrote, the lyrics for Frenemies, second most yeah. recent, and Matt, you wrote "We Will Grow." The lyrics for that, the mm-hmm. most recent one that came out this summer, yeah, which I think is important to uh, document because I think we should go into both of those a bit because, um, like you say, I mean these are these are albums that are kind of documenting the emotional stuff that is going on in your life during that time. Totally. Um, but before we do that, you talk about acid. Mm-hmm. How much did acid uh, rewire you, it, just in general, and oh. make you like uh, look at the world differently? Well, um, if we're gonna go into that, uh, there was this one time that I took acid that like really significantly. Like every other time was like you know that was just a cool experience. But there was one time where I like growing up, it was always a thing, or like I was always kind of like a sidekick character. I always felt like that was I had a very confident best friends that were like the life of the party and I was tagging along and um, I was their third wheel constantly because they always had a girlfriend and uh, I always wanted to you know I looked up to those guys I wanted to be them and I took acid one time and um, in the middle of like telling this story um, like I my idea of being them was like I'm gonna be confident and telling stories and making everybody laugh and like um yeah, the life of the show or whatever. And I took took acid this one time and I was telling a story and it was like happening and I was just like, Oh wait, I can just be that if I just act that way, I am that person and it's in me to do that. And after that I actually stopped took taking very many drugs and realized that like I can do all of that if I just act that way. Uh, in the long run, you know, I, I, I found a part of me that I didn't know was necessarily there. Um, but also I, I relied too heavily on that part of me and it kind of turned my life into something that I didn't want it to be. Like, I felt like I ended up with the life of a person that wasn't me, um, because I started acting like someone that wasn't totally genuine to who I was. I, I kind of leaned on, I, became too much of a different person. And like that part of like that part is still a part of me. And it was always, I just kind of used it too much basically. How long ago was that? That was when I was like 19 or 20, I think. See, I like that story because so often people will say like, I did acid and then like, I just figured it out. Mm. But no, you you did it, mm-hmm. and you were like, "Oh, I figured it out." Yeah. But actually, you didn't figure it out. Yeah, no, I I <laughs> figured you, out something. And you're still like, it seems like you're still trying to like unlearn that thing you learned a little bit. I mean, I'm not necessarily. I I I'm glad that like that part like kind of awoke in me because I I it it made me kind of take charge of my life in a lot of ways. 
but also I lost or I, I, I lost touch with my like more sensitive side. Like the fact that like I actually enjoy being like the sidekick. Like I'd, I'm good in like a, you know, a, uh, that role and I'm fine with that and and I actually like being you know a, a support role basically and um but also there's times in my life where if I'm not the one that's just gonna make shit happen nothing's gonna happen yeah. and so being able to like kind of do both things is really important to me um now but um I need to always remind myself not to get caught up in um, being a way that doesn't, it's like, I always feel like it's like, a there's the dominant personality and the kind of like sub personality, like the dominant one to me was always the, um, sidekick kind of thing. And then I realized that there was another, there was another, um, part of me. So yeah, basically balance, balance has, is key. Has ego fucked with this band? Uh, like uh, who gets oh, to like sing yeah. this main yeah, part? Yeah. Who who is the front person? I mean, all that? for singing, no. it was like if you wrote it, you're singing it. Yeah, yeah. We were just yeah. through that line. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about frenemies. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's talk yeah. about frenemies. Yeah. Second most recent album, Magikarp is a song on this album. Mm-hmm. It's a Another, Pokemon. It's a Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lyric in that where it's like, uh, how does it start exactly? It's uh uh, we can grow and evolve um, from a ma- like, what is it from Magikarp uh, to a Gyarados. Yeah. Something ignorant and insignificant can be something awe-inspiring and, s- and magnificent. Yeah, well, it's just like kind of my evolution too. Like like you said, like blooming was just that concept. It was just like I don't have to be this this stupid scared person who I think I am. I can just embrace it and yeah. Didn't and you I like shirt? Pokemon a lot. That had like Gyarados? a Gyarados on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's from it's OG. Yeah. It's like I got it when I was like ten or something. Yeah, because like Magic still wore it. Magikarp is largely thought of as like not a very good Pokemon. Yeah, insig- yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. He can't yeah. do anything. It's really clever. Yeah, and then Gyarados is a powerful Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, do you think you're there yet, or do you think you're still on the way? I, I'm, to- s- I'm still a Magikarp for sure. I don't know. Do you I, think you know, so? I you think you're still a Magikarp. I don't I'm know, like, man. I, I feel like a Magikarp that learned some good moves. And then you mentioned that the uh, the Noir du Quoi song um, is actually not a it's a reference to that experience, but the the song is about something entirely different. Well, um, yeah, it was just like I was getting really caught up with just like trying to come up with these like dramatic ideas and things, but that song was like it's just the beginning line was "Take your time, uh, don't give it to someone else, uh, keep, it keep it for yourself, don't let them take your peace of mind." Uh, give yourself a new disposition. Try to find your own way home, because the universe. Uh, what is it? The universe finds us too, or something like that. But and then uh, check the, the next. Tape. Yeah, <laughs> go to the song. Yeah, um, but then the next line is your fleeting conversations are only keeping you busy. Uh, Just sing the damn song, dude. Your fleeting <laughs> conversations are only oh, keeping you busy. Never listening to a thing you say. Never letting your heart speak. Just getting caught up in like trying to talk and be cool, but never actually listening. I think I'm saying. Was this like through the lens of like when you were songwriting, you were trying to come up with these things, or this was just yeah. your, like okay. I mean, yeah, and trying to. I mean, starting Hizzy and trying to write songs with like emotional value to me, and it was just like I wrote this as like nothing. It was just kind of like a venting thing, and then 
I was like, I actually really like this. And then I put it to music and I was like, this is, this is it. This is the next song. And you were venting it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just like took a break from trying to write, to write that. And then I was like, oh, this is actually a lot better than that stuff. So. Do you feel like you became a better songwriter after you no. uh, criticized yourself in that way? <laughs> no, I still have the same problems. It's like when I, when I try to do stuff, it doesn't come out the way I want it to. But when I just stop thinking about it and it's just like in the moment, I let it just like flow out. And then I reflect on those things later. I'm like, this is great. I should use this. But I have to like get to those points where I'm not trying to do anything or have intention when I'm writing something. Well, let's talk about We Will Grow because that is this is the summer of We Will Grow. Maybe the last official act this band does for a bit, aside from this interview and maybe a few shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. But very significant. And I feel like it's a really good note for this bandana because again, it's like we will grow. It's like you have grown all so much in the in this project mm-hmm. that uh, this album. Do you feel like that is why you called it that? I mean, um, is, there, is there any is there any connection to this whole like idea that we've been pursuing during this thing with that title? We will grow. I think it's kind of con- just like convenient because it was uh, a lyric in the song "We Will Grow." Um, well, let's talk about that song. Just jump to the last song. Okay. Um, that song I wrote, um, it was inspired by someone that I was seeing for a short amount of time and, um, and they were very sad about the, like letting go of old friendships. And I wrote this song, um, inspired by, you know, the beauty of someone like sobbing, um, I feel like when you cry and you let out all that like pain, you're moving forward and you're making progress and, um, I don't know, processing pain. Everybody's got their own opinions about it, but I think that, um, the, basically in the song, I go into the metaphor of those tears are, um, the rain that will, uh, grow you into, what you are meant to be, um, who you will be in the future. Um, so the line and the, the lyric we will grow comes from, um, at the end of the song, towards the end of the song, we go into some harmonies, um, where we sing, uh, I have grown as the rain falls from our faces, we will grow and thunder and lightning will boom and shake all around. And uh, yeah, just the the chaos and turmoil of life. Um, it's it's intense, um, but uh, there's you know there's rainy days and there's sunny days and 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 the seasons happen and we grow into um, who we are. And the thing you said about the tears shaping or at least being representative of the person you're going to become. I feel like that is your story. Um, definitely. It's a part of my story. What I mean is like think. you, 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 you channel that wisdom in the song. Yeah. And I have to think that's like a biographical thing. Cause I mean, you talk about how there's been stuff that has been tough while you've been in this band, mm-hmm. probably some things that made you cry. Yeah. And yet here you are. Yeah, Totally. I mean, I think one of the reasons why I loved that song and it was one of my best, personally, I think it's like one of my best written songs was because it was inspired by someone else. And I was kind of writing it for 
them in a way. And I like external um, inspiration. I think um, the songs inspired by like my own feelings and me are a little self-indulgent. Um, so it's definitely, you know, autobiographical in a way, but I think one of the reasons why I like it so much is I feel like it can apply to a lot of people that, you know, feel pain and shed tears and, um, and grow from it. Yeah. I mean, my point was not that your pain is what, why the song got written. Mine was that you just were able to like take some insight that you gained from your own Mm -hmm. in writing the song for this other person. Totally. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. I think that, yeah, the song was a message about, you know, and it was like me trying to pass on like a message of like, you will grow from this. And also a reminder to myself because I empathized and sympathized with, um, with her about, about her feelings about, uh, you know, losing friend groups that like made your life so full and amazing. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's like really cool that that's like the last song on the last EP that we put out because it's all about, um, like having friends and getting together and doing things, making things and creating memories and being sad when it's over. Do you all feel like you're kind of at that juncture a bit? Cause I feel like uh, maybe less so you cause you're a little younger, but Rodrigo, but I feel like, uh, <laughs> he's, I think he's like pretty much my, yeah, age. I just look, he's young. a year younger than really? me. Yeah. 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 I just, I just saw you were younger. Yeah. Um, well maybe I'll even keep that in just so I can look down. <laughs> <laughs> the one time I've ever looked bad on the show. Yeah. But, um, I, do, doesn't it kind of feel like you're at that juncture in some ways living in this place that you live now being in the scene that you're in? Doesn't it feel like there is like a transition point happening? Yeah. 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 I think like, you know, the offices fires that happen and just like priced a lot of people who used to make music here out of the area. Um, that and a lot of old bands that used to play here just simply broke up for one reason or another. Um, so it seems like, whereas before, you know, this is my limited perspective, but there used to be a lot of like punk music and, you know, like bluegrass groups, think like Americana type musics that's still here, but it's a little, there's not as much of it. And then, there's a lot of other like fragmented scenes, so to speak, or types of p- people all over make music, you know, in their bedrooms, including me, but there's not necessarily like a big unified scene for it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm talking more about yeah. like your scene and I'm talking about oh, like your okay. friends and I'm talking about like the people who were in your community. And it's just interesting. Cause I feel oh, like, okay. I feel like we're at a juncture where what you describe in the song, what was troubling that partner or that mm-hmm. person uh, is 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 it kind of happening to you, all of us? Mm-hmm. And I, I just wonder, I, like, <laughs> I think do you it, feel it when you listen I, to this song? Because I, I s- still have each other. Like, I don't, I don't yeah, worry yeah. about this here. Um, I, I've been feeling recently. You know, we're all in our mid twenties and you know beyond now, and I just, I just worry about becoming adults and and just how isolating it could could be and i'm afraid of it looking at like my parents looking at my grandmother who like they don't hang out with their friends you know and just how isolating that would be i i'm afraid of that happening yeah 
how isolating a lot of adults seem to do it. Yeah, they just yeah. go, they just work. They don't hang out with their friends. They just go and they work and they, I mean, yeah, just to get because they have. They to, had to get but, through the family thing too for a while. Yeah. That really, that really pulls you into yeah. a different kind of unit, mm-hmm. and totally. it does pull you away from friends, and and uh, and you meet new friends. Um, the school, uh, yeah, thing is really interesting. With, I've watched you know a lot of a lot of people grow up, and and a lot of my friends grew up, and and uh, uh, relationships are built in in different areas and and uh, and in different ways at that point. But relationships will be built on all of your parts. Yeah, uh, if you do the work. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I would yeah. say that it, it, welcoming new people into your world doesn't happen like it does when you were in grade school. Yeah. Oh, no. You know, ah, boy, you used to have to. There were times, I think, in all these guys' lives where they actually had to fight to get into a relationship in grade school. That's not an easy thing. No. Then you get into junior high, and it's just like a battlefield out yeah, there. Yeah, but what I'm saying Holy is cow. that uh, I feel like what you're talking about is like a lot of adults, they go to their job, and they go home. And they go to their job, and they go home. And they go to their job, and they go home. Yeah. Oh, that's that is true. Look, we we're in Petaluma here to do this, and Petaluma was a bedroom community, and and probably still is. So yeah, there is a lot of that. Yeah, you guys want to well, gird that. Uh, and but when you're not, going home, a lot of times you're going home to your family. Yeah, it's not, not just Pet, not just Petaluma. I mean, it's like that seems to be a, to, your fear is that seems to be what adult life is. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, I don't I, mean, I don't think I you're wrong to have that fear. Yeah, is that uh, the way it worked for you? It uh, absolutely not, but I was, <laughs> but uh, but I feel like the family is yeah an important part of that because <laughs> you're trying to provide so that you need to work yeah, yeah. and then you yeah. need to also like have time to yourself yeah yeah and make time for your kids. I just see it in my in my parents where it's like me and my siblings we're all pretty much you know out of the house and everything and so and and with my grandmother too it's like they've been through the family thing and now they need friends here's the thing i think you're right to have that concern but you have a choice and that doesn't have to be the way it turns out yeah Yeah. and that and that's the whole thing yeah is it's like you that may be your life but that's going to be your set of choices that you make that's going to make that your life so it's good to be afraid of it Mm because if you're not afraid of it that may be what you fall into like so many other people do for sure time will just go by and you'll find yourself like oh wow it's been a long time since I talked to that person. Or well, what you don't involved. want is twenty years from now to like look back and be like, "Hizzy was the best time of my life." Yeah. 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 Not that Hizzy can't be a great time in your life, but I you know. want to continue yeah. to yeah. have great yeah. times. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's the fear. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you see like a lot of folks who like it's more television and like movies and stuff, but like they they glorify like their high school days. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh yeah. man, wasn't it? Or my college days were great. It's yeah. like your every chapter of your life can be great despite whatever bad things happen. Yeah. yeah. But it takes work. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think you're right to be afraid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cuz that will make you chart a different path than those people who you see who are not doing that. Yeah. It just feels like a pivotal moment in our lives, I think. Yeah. I mean, Matt just graduated school. We're going to graduate yeah. school in in next spring. And uh so, it's just thinking about those big changes yeah. what post i've i've been in school every semester of my life up to this point same <laughs> yeah so it's gonna be like the first time it's gonna no school well I, and, and this stuff all kind of goes together because you have this entire social group the entire social scene is experiencing that rising housing costs everybody graduating yeah, yeah, yeah. people starting families i mean it just fragments 
Yeah. And so what yeah. you have to do is not rely on the way that it used to be, yeah. but like chart the path forward and be like, all right, well, who's going to, how am I going to find my next community? I'm going to yeah. keep the people I've got with me, but like, how am I going to keep a rich social aspect of my life? Yeah. It takes work. I feel like Hizzy and like the bands that I play in are like kind of like my way of like locking down a social experience that yeah, will happen yeah. every week with like people that I really love. I think where your perspective comes in really handy is like you have seen this process play out yeah. hundreds, if not thousands of times. A couple times, yeah. Yeah, well, I, and I just mean it's like life doesn't have to be over oh, when no. like the phase of this life, oh, this phase no. of life, yeah. uh, chain shifts, ends, whatever. Oh, no, there's, there's just like... Uh, uh, it's really weird. Uh, first off, I wanted to ask Rodrigo, uh, are you familiar with Steve Howe? The guitar player? Yeah. I mean, I've heard You share him. chops with him. Okay. And, and there was a moment uh, listening to end this song that I wanted to tell you about, uh, Heart okay. of the Sunrise. Uh, there was a moment on, uh, when I was driving on the uh, Umqua Highway in uh, Oregon. And it was morning, and I was going up this hill, and the sun was coming up, and it was like a whole new life about to start for me, listening to The Heart of the Sunrise. And it was that point in my life when I realized, oh, my God, there's going to be so many beginnings like this. There are going to be so many hills you're going to climb up, and then boom, there's going to be The Heart of the Sunrise right there. And in that sunrise, that new day, holy shit, what an adventure you're about to go on again. Yeah. And again and again. You should listen to Heart of the Sunrise. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, yeah, uh, like I say, you, you share... Uh, Chops with with Steve Howe and, and it's some of my favorite guitar work. So uh, anyway, yeah, these these beginnings are going to be all over your life. Holy shit! And maybe the individuals you're going to spend the rest of your lives with, you haven't even met yet. Yeah. Whoa. Wait until that moment happens. <laughs> and uh, you know, and kids, families, new bands, new music. Ah, uh, no, no, actually, and, and you know, here I am at. Uh, 64 and I'm still getting new starts and new beginnings. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's uh, you you're only partway there. Yeah. I guess the sun never stops rising, huh? It really yeah, doesn't. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's the deal. But you got to keep looking for the sunrise and you got to keep like putting yourself in a position to to see Remember those, those that. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Cuz you could also just not leave the house. You could have the blue yeah. uh, the, the black, black light, light going <laughs> I know. eating it's the true. cheese. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's where the acid helps, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it, I think you're 100% right, but I also think that it takes a bit of work. Yeah, um, totally. And uh, in intention. Is there anything we haven't touched on about this project, about your lives, about what it's meant to you before we close out? I just want to say on record, thank you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love you guys. I'm literally living my teenage dream. Yeah. 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 And it's fucking great. Yeah. The... The, the yeah this this ep this band has been like one step closer to being able to die totally happy <laughs> like if even even without all the things that i would want out of my life like having done this still probably die completely happy <laughs> for sure if it happened tomorrow i'd be like well i did hizzy so just put, fuck on, it. put on the record and be like yeah. goodbye world <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, throw your welcome party in, party in heaven yeah yeah exactly throw your welcome party in heaven i'll see you guys there we're gonna we're gonna hizzy it up yeah and it also feels good to just produce things that are representative of the people that you are right now yeah. and i feel like this band has given you kind of an opportunity to do that yeah 
Yeah. And also learn more about yourselves. Also yeah. develop these relationships. I mean, Define. we've covered it all. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I just think as a person who uh, knows you all in varying degrees, it just feels like this project has just been so insanely important to the development of all four of you. And so that's what we intended to do here tonight to, to say why, why exactly is that the case? And I feel like we did that. I hope you all feel like we hit all the notes. We yeah. did. Yeah. These guys are heading for a new sunrise. Yeah. 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 Definitely. That's a great place to be going. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, what's true is the highway goes both ways. So you guys can also look back and drive backwards occasionally. And, uh, oh, I thought you were going to say, like, we can hit rock bottom afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> no sunrise. Now, here's yeah. the deal. You have that <laughs> option, but that's well, not what he see, meant. Yeah. What I mean, the odds are you guys got at least 60 years of peace there. Yeah, you're going to hit rock bottom a couple times. Damn straight. <laughs> Sometimes rock bottom is the funnest place to be. But uh, that that's a different story. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's good to hear though. I mean, all I can say is that like <laughs> bands like this and kind of like moments like you are all having with each other right now are why we do this show, right? Because it's like there will come a time where this band really is not on indefinite hiatus, but it's just not a band anymore. Yeah. yeah. And we will always have this. Yeah. No. And, and when if you have children and, you know, if you meet that next set of people who you haven't even met yet, who are like the, the people that are your define your adult life. Mm hmm you will have this to yeah. be like, this was Hizzy. Hizzy, yeah. was, Hizzy was important to me. Mm -hmm. These are my brothers, and I'd like to like share that with you. Yeah. And that's why we do this project. So well, I think it's really great yeah. that we got to have this project on and do that. Were you going to yeah, say something? Yeah, same here. Uh, well, I, I mean, these guys were there. I was out, out back um, when we were saying goodbye to Adriana. Uh, I was like, when, you, when we're all 60... Like we're going to be able to go back yeah. and watch this video and watch us play and watch us talk to each other and be idiots with each other. And none of y'all better be fucking dead or else I'm going to be so pissed and I'm going to cry so hard watching this. But I'll still do it because I like to torture myself. Well, here's the thing. I mean, one of you might be dead by that time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's valuable to do stuff like this. Yeah, exactly. Super valuable. <laughs> Document it. No. I'm, I'm really not being facetious when I say that. I, yeah. I just, I think it's really important to document it. Yeah. Totally. I don't know how much footage and stuff like this exists of this band, mm -hmm. but I know like this exact thing that we did tonight did not exist before tonight mm -hmm. and now it does yes. yeah. and uh, if Hizzy never plays another show again that's a tragedy but also um, that's how life goes yeah. Yeah. and I'm thankful that you all were so generous with the music and with the conversation here tonight because we've done it there is now a Hizzy on stage yay, yay. On, on stage on stage on stage on stage and now in just a moment the music of hizzy thanks again everyone <laughs> thank you <laughs>
telling me Oh, nothing matters Oh, keep telling me Oh, all be there to help Oh, even when to
I wish I could hurt the way I've been hurt. And I want to ruin everything and everyone that is beautiful. I catch myself in moments like these wondering if I was ever beautiful. If I was ever anything more than a swollen corpse washed up on somebody else's shore. If I was ever anything more than the horrible end to someone else's bad day. And I don't know anymore. I don't know. Days like these, all that I can write about is how much all of this hurts and how easy it is to be half-wanted by people, how it's easier still to just be a body instead of a soul. I have tried so hard to fill so much space, but I am constantly coming up short, and I have spread myself so thin, I am transparent in every way I never wanted to be. But I guess that's just how I am, and I guess that's just how things go. It's just getting harder and harder to try to think about anything, to not pack a bag and walk miles out into the woods alone, away from the mirrors, bar windows, away from that operating table, away from everybody else's hands, until there's only silence. Big, big.